I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. No, 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 don't be happy. I'm like, they're dead. That's it. They're dead. Hi, and welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media from our shared childhood. My name is Amy, and I'm a proud Gen Xer born in 1977. And I'm her sister, Jenny, born in 1974. What up, Jen? <laughs> I got some background stuff happening. I see you yeah. have your Pride shirt on. Happy Pride Month. Yes, it's June 1st. So it's Everybody. Pride Month. Um, Jen, I have a couple bits of news. Great. Number one, we're only seven patrons away from Amy. I saw that. I saw that. And what... And what baller patron joins on the 31st of the month they're they basically must, like i'm just gonna pay twice they must love us they must <laughs> love us um so amy's variety hour may be coming to you may not be jenny and Seven. i are also jenny and i are also going to talk about i'm springing this on her on the air um we're also going to talk about possibly implementing another way to subscribe to our podcast we are easier than patreon which is okay. Supercast. So we're going to be talking about that. Easier for who? Um, another big announcement, guys, is that I quit my job. <laughs> and I'm super excited. So I'm going to be doing some writing and I'm going to be working remotely from home. So you're going to get a lot more Amy. Because now I'm home. Great. Jane, you excited about that? Oh, yeah, I'm hot. Um, another thing is I need to go into this soundboard and upload some custom sounds for us. You still haven't done that? I still haven't done that. Okay. Okay. And my final bit of news. Did that's you new? see? That's That's in the news feed? <laughs> that's a to-do did, list. Did you see that there is a Leonard Cohen documentary coming out, but not about Leonard Cohen, specifically about him writing Hallelujah and the journey and genesis of that song? How is that not about Leonard Cohen? But it's not like a doc about his whole life. Okay. It's a doc about the song. And I'm super Great. excited for yeah, it. Yeah, I love that song. I love Leonard Cohen. Mm-hmm. Do you know that there was like 130 verses of that song? What? I feel like, remember I did my my little note card on, was it Walden? Who did Leaves of Grass and did like 87 versions of it? Yeah. 
Like, I think once you get into something, you just can't get out of it sometimes. I guess. And I like, think like just... this hell that I'm in right now. <laughs> and I think he just thought Alleluia was his his crowning achievement. You know? His manifesto. So, Jenny, are you over COVID? I'm officially negative and over COVID. Again. Okay. <laughs> For how long this time? This, I mean, last time my antibodies lasted, because I have two vaccines in the booster, my antibodies lasted about five months. So it's been five months since I got it last time. And last time I was really down with it. Remember, I was pretty sick. Yes. Yes. This time, real light, real easy, like more annoying than anything. I thought it was allergies the whole time. Jenny, I'm glad you're feeling better. Mom was really upset about this whole situation. Why? Because she had COVID. Um, I mean, everyone's going to have COVID a thousand times. Like, she I just know, needs to she, chill. She was upset about it. Like, I'm so, going to get it again in five months, probably. So just prepare for that. Oh, dear God. I'm trying to find a real quick place to take a vacation because I start my new job July 5th. So I have the month of June off. And mm-hmm. I need to take a real quick vacation. <laughs> Where are you going to take a real quick vacation? I don't know. I'm I'm contemplating. It's probably going to be me, mom, and the girls. And I don't necessarily want to go to the beach because the girls are going to the beach with their friends. Okay. In the third week of June. So I was thinking maybe Portland, Maine. I don't know. Portland's nice. Yeah, but then I don't know if the girls will like it. I don't know. It's, it's a whole Do thing. they like anything, though? They're teenagers. They love, they're really into, like, food. Okay. There's lots of great food in Portland. I know. Like, they're into being little foodies. So, I don't know. We'll talk about it. All right, Jenny. So, today, we are looking at season Little House on the Prairie, Season 7, Episode 21, The Lost Ones. Do you have a description? <clears throat> While making an out-of-town delivery, Albert and Charles meet and travel with the Cooper family. An accident occurs en route with the parents, and in the blink of an eye, their two children are orphans. Unable to place them with any family members and not in a position to adopt them himself, Charles is forced to hand them over to the state until a spontaneous decision changes everything. Okay. Because custody the- is something you want to make spontaneous decisions about. <laughs> In the blink of an eye is an understatement. <laughs> All right. So we open on Jenny. Who wrote and directed? Do you know? Balak d- directed. Balak wrote. Oh, Balak wrote. I mean. Who directed uh, Michael this? Landa. Michael Landa. Did he really? hmm Okay. That makes sense because there is a scene in here where everybody's worshiping him. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we. Go ahead. Do you know what we open on? Amazon Warehouse Sleepy Eye. We open on Hottie Charles delivering some shit to Garvey Frey, a.k.a. Amazon. (laughs) I mean, he's like running a show here. So here's something. This is the last episode that we see the Garveys. Was there any kind of send-off? That's what it says on IMDb. It says they're gone now. I believe that. Forever? Yes. Wow. Okay. Like, do we... Do we... Have they a just make off? random decisions. Is this the last? Is this the season finale? No. Well, yeah, the second one is next episode. Oh wow! Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So as they're yapping, some couple saunters over to them and explains that they're the Coopers. Their names are Alvin and Sarah, and they they have two youngins named Cassandra and Jason Bateman. <laughs> <laughs> I have an index card. 
Okay. Who is James Cooper? Is that his name? James Cooper, yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like James Fenmore Cooper? I don't know. Does he grow up to be James Fenmore Cooper? I just call him Jason Bateman through the whole thing. Jason Bateman is an American film and TV actor best known for playing Michael Bluth in Arrested Development, which is one of my favorite shows of all is time. One of my favorite characters. Known for? Yeah, I that so. will. IMDb didn't even have Ozark listed as best known as. And I'm like, and Marty Bird on Ozark. I think he's pretty known for that. Yeah, he's pretty well known for that. He's definitely best known for Michael Bluth. I know, that's such a great show. He was born on January 14th, 1969 in Rye, New York. His father, Kent Bateman, is a film and television director and producer and founder of a Hollywood repertory stage company. His mother, Victoria, was a flight attendant. His sister's act- actress, Justine Bateman. You know her whole thing lately. Yeah, she's like, fuck you, I'm aging the way I want to. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of awesome. Yeah, I'm here <laughs> She for looks it. like Iggy Pop a little bit, but like yeah, she's like here for it. feeling it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> little House on the Prairie was his TV debut. Oh, okay. So this is his first acting gig. Okay. He won the Golden Globe for Best Actor in a TV musical or comedy for Arrested Development in 2003. He's been in Horrible Bosses, Zootopia, Office Christmas Party, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Silver Spoons. You know who I mix him up with all the time? Michael J. Fox. I, no. No. Jerry Jerry O'Connell. Who, I always according think the same to people. my poll, is not as hot as John Stamos. <laughs> oh, God. Who cares? <laughs> Your poll is not scientific evidence. Yes, it is. It's anecdotal evidence. And in Amy Science Corner, anecdotal evidence always wins. <laughs> but if you if you have not watched Arrested Development, highly recommend. Amazing. Highly the, recommend. The remake that they did, like when they picked it back up, not as good. Not as good. No, you, you got to go, go back, back to the original. original. Go to season one. Yep. Yep. There's season money one. in the banana stand. There's money in the banana yep. stand. It's fantastic. We were just talking about that because somebody was talking about the license plate that Tobias gets. A new start. <laughs> anus chart. What is it? A new, he thought it was a new start, but it says anus tart. Anus tart. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So are you done with that stupid index card? Oh, is it stupid now? Yeah. Okay. I almost said he was in Teen Wolf. That's why I thought he was Michael J. Fox. Okay. Oh, I was thinking he was in Stand By Me. Okay. So the problem is, Jen, the Cooper's mayor decided to give birth on the trail. So they're shit out of luck. And they need a fresh horse and someone to lead them to Hiramsville. I don't know. They're going somewhere. Which is apparently where Charles is going. Yep. Okay. Never heard of this sound before, but Charles is headed there. So Garvey agrees to trade him a free horse. And then they all decide to have breakfast together. This is, I have so many questions around this. Because <laughs> they're like, wait, she's like, I'll cook. We have bacon and eggs. Were they going to cook these bacon and eggs in the hotel? No, it was weird because I got Are the they just they like were camping? at house. Well, they did cook them at Garvey's, but what's the original plan? I guess they cooked them on the road, like camping style. Who knows? I mean, and we all know anything goes. Anything goes. Like, so, did she cook them somewhere else and bring them over? She cooked them at Garvey's? Is there a stove at Garvey's? I don't I even see a stove there. I think she cooked them at Garvey's. So random. I don't know. At breakfast, they're talking about Alvin's Uncle Jed, who has invited them to live with him out where he's mining his claim. And Alvin says, 
he didn't want to do this. But you know what? Farming can be just as risky as gold and the reward not as great. So he and his little missus, Sarah, decided to pack up. So I have a problem here. Okay. I lost track of the kids. I need help. <laughs> okay. Andy, is he Jonathan's biological kid? Yes. He is. Yes. So he's Alice and Jonathan's biological kid. Yes. When was he born? Or did we they just show up? It. Yeah. Okay, so they up. just they showed up. It. Yeah. And then Grace, so then Carl's Jr. and Alicia, they were adopted kids of Grace's, right? Yes. I saw a bug. They were the, the puppies, the three They puppies. were the Sanderson kids. They were Cooper children 1.0. Right. Okay. Okay. Because they did this exact storyline. But Andrew, Andrew is Alice and Garvey's. We don't yeah. know when he was born because they just showed up when he was older. Correct. Do they? Then they don't have any other kids. No. Okay. No. And she's dead. Care. Don't forget. She's dead. She she's died dead. with with Mary's kid, right? right. Okay. Which and the only adopted kid at this to. point in time that the Ingles have is Albert. It's no offense, Albert. No offense, Albert. Right. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so now we have. Okay. So so they decide they're going to go. They head off. Charles is leading with the wagon. The Coopers are behind with their covered wagon. Now we have a beautiful scene with my man Charles. Can what I'm calling camping fire lit. Oh, this is <laughs> this is so the campfire. I don't even understand the purpose of this scene. He's telling a story, and, and I just you know I could listen to his melodic voice all day long. Like, let me just hear God. that voice. Jason Bateman asks Charles, <laughs> "Voice is a thing for me." Voices Somebody has a bad voice. I don't like that. Oh, I agree. Well, yeah. that makes sense for you because you're very sensory oriented. Like you, your as opposed senses, to, like in other words, you don't like noises. Auditory oriented. Is what okay. I'm saying. You don't like. I'm like, noises. what? What are you doing? Not like <laughs> ignoring all your senses. Like what's. Okay. So Jason Bateman, Jason Bateman asks Charles if he's ever encountered Indians. And Charles says he's made some friends with them. And you know what? Their customs are different, but they're just like us. And they have a lot of reason to be pissed off because the white man <laughs> never treated them right and still doesn't because of greed. Whoa, Michael Landon. This oh, is there is a bug. Oh, oh Jay's being bug. attacked by a bug. It's like a millipede or centipede or... Not the giant one that's in the it's in South America. It's the Just other one. It. I'm leaving this in. I'm leaving this in. I don't know where it went. It's probably laying eggs. Oh, don't <laughs> don't say it's laying eggs. Oh, fuck. Hold on. I gotta kill it with something. Hit it with your shoe. Take your shoe off and hit it. <sighs> Motherfucker. Hold on. No, I'm not gonna hit it with my shoe. Why? This thing must die. I will not rest. <laughs> Fuck off, aim. Is that it? I can't tell. Ugh. That's it. I have to burn my studio down. It was nice while it lasted, but I have to burn it down now. <laughs> okay. That's it. Jen's I don't know where it went. Studio down. So if I freak out again, I, that's me lunging at killing it. Remember when okay. you were staying at my house when you had COVID and you saw the spider? No, because you know what's going to happen? I have to do a presentation later and like 
It's going to like appear in the middle of that presentation. You know it. Uh, probably. <laughs> All right. Go on. Sorry. Carry on. Okay. So, so there's, there's, there's some racist talk. I no, I actually think Charles handles this well. Okay. He's yeah, like, fine. he says like, it's the greed <clears throat> of the white man. And he makes a point to say they still don't treat the Indians correctly. Yes, he does. Um, I thought that was pretty progressive. He also talks about how his father was a Rolling Stone. He does. He does. Which, in in reality, in history, it's Charles Ingalls that's the Rolling Stone. Yes. Yep. And let's not forget, his father was kind of hot. You mean Lanford? Like Lansford. Okay. Okay. So Jason Bateman, did you notice? Does a lot of yesum, yesum, yesum. He's a good actor. He, he outacts all these adults. Okay. No, no, no. I disagree. I have the star of the episode is that fucking Cassandra. No. She outacts Carrie. No, she doesn't. She outacts Alicia. She doesn't that outact James. Outacts everybody on this, this set. No, James is so much better than her. Mm-mm. She just stands there with this look on her face. She's taking cues from Carrie. She cries and it's like looks real. Like, real crying. Yeah, the crying was good. I'll give her that. Alvin explains to Charles that Jason Bateman has taken a liking to Charles. And, now I have and a how, question. like, Charles is some kind of, like, romantic figure. What? Um, He says, Jason Bateman looks to you as a romantic figure. And I wrote, same. Same, Jason Bateman. Jenny, why, if they're from Michigan, why are they talking, like, fishing? Like it. I think everybody talked like that in the 1800s. All right. So Alvin talks about how amazing his kids are. Yeah, dude, nobody cares. Okay. now we It's like, you know how everybody talked like in the 20s? Like, it's like that. Okay. Like manly? Hey, everybody, I'm from the wrong 20s. (laughs) God. Jenny, now we come to one of the wildest scenes ever. This is insane. I had to call Jenny last night because I could not believe my eyes. I was laughing so hard at this scene, and I know I should not have been. Guys, I mean, we come to a hill. There is a real steep hill. No, no, no. Never- Before we get to that, though, there's an important thing you're missing. What's that? This rando couple who has just come into our life today mm-hmm. sits down by the fire, hug each other, and one says, are you as happy as I am? Yes, that's true. No. No, 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 don't be happy. I'm <laughs> like, they're dead. That's it. They're dead. They're getting a little housed. And for some reason that we cannot explain, they have put their children in the basket, in the basket, in the um, wagon with Carolyn and Charles. No, Carolyn's not there. Or just Charles. He's Charles and Albert. Albert. No offense, right? So, <laughs> they, but why would they put their kids in their wagon? I don't. They should have just wiped out the whole family at once. It would have been safer and easier, or better and easier. But anyway, okay. they're they're super happy. So, cute tragic death. Here we go. Here's okay. the tragic death scene. So now, I will say this: I am no wagoneer. <laughs> no wagoneer. That's an understatement of the century. It never <laughs> occurred to me. That going downhill with a wagon would be a thing. Oh, yeah. Never yeah. happened to me. Yeah, because the weight of it's pushing on the horses. Yes. So, like, they freak out. You got to, like, edge it down real slow and, like, ride the brake. So, they come to this hill. And Charles set, turns around and says to Alvin, 
look, we got to be careful. Why don't I take my wagon down? I'll come back and get yours. Alvin's all like, no, dude, dude. I'm fine. What are you talking about? I don't need you to save me. My dick's as big as yours. (laughs) <laughs> so michael Landon's like or michael Landon, <laughs> charles is like okay all right so he goes down and he goes real gentle and he's telling alvin before he leaves like ride the brake don't yep. put the pressure on the horses okay yep. he gently nurses i'm gonna say nurses for lack of a better term his wagon down the hill okay gets down there Good now he parks the, the wagon and gets the kids out to <laughs> To watch their parents descend. (laughs) Now, there is a part where the dad, Alvin, is like, says to the mother, do you want to get out and walk? And she's like, oh, no, I'm riding. What? Why Why would would you you ride? Okay, if somebody said to me, we're going to fly to, we're going to get on a plane and we're going to go to Boston. Okay? But it's a real shady airline and it's real dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) And if Timmy was like, I'm going to fly, I'd be like, I'll drive and meet you there so we don't work in our <laughs> All right. Right? Yep. So Alvin's like, I got this. I got this. So he start, he starts to come down this hill. <laughs> and the horses are flying. Well, no, 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 no. The brake doesn't work. That's the first thing that goes wrong. At first, but then you see the horses. Well, I know, but the whole reason like is because Kentucky Derby. <laughs> the whole thing is because that heavy car is like descending on them. <laughs> and the brake, to be fair to this dude, the brake doesn't work. He's trying the brake. It doesn't seem brake, to work. Like, and then it breaks right off. It just <laughs> breaks right off. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> and then it's like. High speed down this hill. That doesn't even seem that big, but it's pretty steep, I guess. It's so inappropriate that I'm laughing. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. But you guys need, need to understand that while this is happening, the kids are watching. Your kids are watching? And you're laughing. <laughs> It is so wild. Like, I know they needed to get these parents dead, but this is this way. <laughs> All right. So, the way they need to get these out. parents dead. The brake breaks off. The horses break free. Alvin's like, fuck, we need to jump. I feel like they could jump and, like, get a sprained ankle. Yes. But, Jenny, why don't they jump? Because the wife doesn't want to jump. The wife doesn't want to jump. So once again... Of course, they have to write that in there because she's afraid. Once again, I'm going to ask all parents out there, if you knew you had to jump and your spouse wouldn't... I'd jump. You'd have to jump to not orphan your children. (laughs) Because this is a day and age where, like, orphans were a thing. Orphans, and it was not a good life. Right. So... I don't know what happens. They just fucking fly down the, the wagon. He's trying to get the mother. Here, do you up. want me to? Do you want me to tell you what I have written here? Oh shit, that's steep. You need a runaway truck ramp. Oh fuck, can't one parent walk down the hill? No brakes. Holy shit, she won't jump. You have to jump. Oh my god, the kids. Oh my god, this is gonna be gruesome. Fuck. Oh Michael Landon. That's what I have. So guys. The wagon flies off the side of the hill and it tumbles. And it's like Marion Adams tumble. Oh, yeah, that's worse and they have the stagecoach tumble. So it <laughs> It's like end over end going down the thing. It like breaks apart and shit. And their kids are standing there. Screaming at the top of their lungs. Oh my god! And Cassandra's sobbing. And she's screaming, Mom! it was horrible it was so horrible it was so crazy then what happens then what happens (laughs) their funeral I almost died (laughs) Don Val I cut to their funeral okay I have questions about this (laughs) well I mean it makes sense because like what other option do they really have? I don't know, but Charles, and I'm assuming no offense, Albert, just dug <laughs> two graves while the kids yep. That's right. That's what Holy happened. Fuck is <laughs> it was dark. It got real dark. I'm like, I'm like, cut to their funeral. Holy shit. These kids are completely traumatized. This is dark. <laughs> <laughs> but 
what God. I mean, what other option is there? It, it would be even darker. Any other option? He is so Michael Landon is so on the nose with this stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> and Charles looks like he hasn't even broken a sweat, and he's buried two bodies. <laughs> They would have blood on them, I feel like. Wait, I love how he's yelling to Albert, keep the kids over there when he's checking out the carnage. Yet, we are to assume (laughs) that he ripped them out of there, dragged them across the the field, and threw them in graves. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. So, I mean, you weren't getting airlifted in this age, so. I have footage of this wreck. I'm going to put it in the Mimi Bees. It's it's probably one of. My top ten scenes of all time. This is, I mean, this is a couple that got little housed. Oh my god! They were like, "Our lives are amazing. Our kids are great. We're so excited." Wham. Mm-hmm. Yep. So now Charles is in town getting paid for his load because Garvey's Amazon never misses a delivery. <laughs> He's all like just normal now. <laughs> yeah. And I wrote, cool. I wonder if they ordered that shit prime because Charles just really got it there on time. <laughs> He's like, I got bury these bodies and get on my way. <laughs> Charles inquires about Uncle Jed and takes the kids over there. Now, I wrote here, you can't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining. This is Mr. Sims, Zachariah from, from, no, it's not Jonathan. From the mountain? It's not Jonathan from the mountain? that was Ernest Borgnine. Oh, that's right. This is Mr. Sims. Yep. When the Sims want to buy the farm. Zachariah from Gold Country, the old dude that Laura almost killed. (laughs) <laughs> and also saint peter in the god sister so he's been around this block yeah, yeah we're sick of seeing this dude mm-hmm. charles is like hey dude here's your kids <laughs> <laughs> oh by the way your uh brother your nephew and his wife were tragically killed and i buried them in some rando field well and jed is like hmm see the thing about this whole arrangement was i need them to take care of me <laughs> He's like, mm, I called them out here because I'm old as dirt and kind of needed them. What are yeah, like, do with I feel seen. I feel seen. <laughs> He's right, like, so- mm, I'm good. <laughs> Thanks for so that. So now Charles trucks the kids up to the orphanage in Sleepy Eye, and he's there with Jonathan Garvey. And this dude is like, they're good looking kids. So they'll. This is literally the the path that this dialogue takes. Okay. They're good looking kids. I'm sure they'll find a home in town in no time. Or maybe not for months or maybe for years or maybe never. (laughs) What? (laughs) Well, can we just discuss that Charles is once again saddled up with orphans? Yes. Yes. (laughs) So we are going to send them to Minneapolis. It's a large orphanage. No biggie. We'll send them on the train Tuesday. Jonathan Garvey's like, they could stay with me until then. And Charles is like, I'm going to find them a home. And the dude tells them, Dude, you need to cut your ties to these kids. Yeah. Okay. All right. So now Do you Charles... hear the people laying on the horns in the background? It's gone. No. So now Charles is calling Carolyn and telling her about the orphans he's going to come home with, clearly. And the Garveys and Charles are moping. And Charles gets an idea, Jen. He runs over to the blind school to beg Hester Sue to take these kids. Now, I have several questions here. Where the fuck are Mary and Adam? Yes, where are they? They had a kid that died. They'd probably like these two kids. They're in Walnut Grove. He's lawyering up in Walnut Grove. Right. Why can't they take these kids? 
I don't know. They're trying to keep them in Sleepy Eye for some reason. I don't know why, because they don't live there. Here's another here's another prospect. Why can't Laura and hey everybody, I have a big old Victorian house take these fucking kids? I just have oh shit, they can't live at the orphanage. If you can't take in orphan kids and you're an orphanage, you failed. They're not an orphanage. <laughs> no, not the blind, not the blind school. No. Oh, oh, the orphanage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Basically, Hester Sue's like, I'm black and they're not going to let me adopt two white kids. You missed the part where Albert's like, I got this. I'm orphan OG. (laughs) He's like, yeah, it's totally cool life. It's amazing. So they begged Charles to go live with him. And he's like, I have a tiny home. And I wrote, you know who doesn't have a tiny home, Charles? Laura and Manly. And she's pregnant with one kid. They could take in two other kids instead of just standing around talking about how small the little house is. You would think they would have added some bedrooms onto the little house by now. I know. In all these years. I know. Charles is distraught. And Jonathan Garvey's like, do you want some coffee? Uh, Who are you talking to? Of course he wants coffee. (laughs) So Charles says, I wish I had a big house and a way to take care of these kids. And the music is so heavy in the background. It's just the theme music. It's tearing up. It's the tearing it's the it's tearing up Charles emotionally music. It is. It is. I got to I got to get some sound effects for that one. Now Charles takes the kids to the train and he hands them over to a conductor and Jason Bateman's like, "Look, I want you to know, I'm fine. I'll get over this. I got this. I got Cassandra." Jason Bateman plays this like a boss. He's completely ready for Ozark. <laughs> so they get on the train and Cassandra is breaking the fuck down because she is eight and has just witnessed her mother brutally murdered, not murdered, murdered? But, but not murdered, but brutally dying in an accident. So Charles and no offense, Albert are heading home and Albert's like, look, I lied, dude. An orphanage sucks. And he pretty much goes on to describe life at Shawshank. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yep. Charles goes, that's it. I'm stopping this train. Jenny? What, what is with this guy? Like, he, why doesn't he just go to Minneapolis and get them off the train? Jenny. Or Minnesota or wherever they're going. Do you have thoughts about him stopping the train? Yes, it's stupid. And the, I love how, though, Albert's just like, okay. Like, yeah, let's yeah. get on the tracks and stop the train. They pull on the tracks and somehow that's not the standby me train. Well, he did get the big guilt. Like he was looking for absolution from Albert and Albert was basically like, they're going to be basically slaves as orphans. Oh yeah. They're <laughs> going to Shawshank, dude. It's bad. Yeah. But he's like, well, how did that train stop so fast, Jenny? I'm like, oh my God, he's going to try to stop the train. What the fuck, Charles? Have we learned nothing? Okay. I wrote... Charles says, I'm stopping that train, and he pulls on the tracks, and it's kind of hot. Okay. And he just stops, and the train just stops. All that of a train sudden, somehow is able to train. stop. Yep. Yeah. He runs on board, and he asks Jason Bateman and Cassandra to come home with him until he can find them a family. And the conductor's like, wait a second here. I can't allow this. You just put them on that train, guy. So Charles goes, my wagon is sitting on your tracks until you let me take these kids. Yep, basically. Jenny, that train would demolish that wagon. I'd be like, uh, yeah. I'm just going to start up my train and drive yeah. through your wagon. It would be kindling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next week, part two, that's it. We see the, the little kids 
going home smiling, even though they saw their parents die in the most <laughs> horrific way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jenny, whose fault is this? It's Charles's fault. A hundred percent. Charles' fault? It's his um, fault, like, all over the place. I feel like it's that mother's fault. If she got out of that wagon and walked when the dad gave her a chance, maybe Charles it's the dad's insisted. fault. Charles should have insisted on driving that wagon down. Yeah, maybe it's the dad's fault and his hubris. He was like, no, 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 I'm going to take the wagon down. But Jenny, if the brake wasn't working, would Charles have died? Maybe. (gasps) We can't have that. No, Charles would have jumped off and saved all the people on it. That's true. Charles would have jumped off and it would have been an obvious stunt double. At the end of this episode, though, does Charles call? Does he call Carolyn? It's like, hey, there's two more kids. No, nope, not yet. That's that's not yet. Nope. They uh how would you feel, Aim, if Timmy was like, Hey, I got two kids I'm bringing home for you? I don't hate kids. <laughs> My problem with kids is it's hard to work and have kids. So as like, long as you didn't well, Carolyn works. Carolyn works, right. That's my point. Like when she had all these kids before. It was easier for her, but now she has a job. How is she going to be doing this? But kids just did a lot more then. Like these kids were helpers to her probably. Mm -hmm. True. You know, not like my kids, just like time and money sucks in their bedrooms. (laughs) All right, Jenny. So at the end of every episode, we look back on a theme or a lesson, something we took from the rewatch or something from the original we think about how it affected us. We call it our why. It's designed to finish the sentence. Gen X, this is why. What is your why for this episode? This is why, and I know I've said this one before, but I just want to point out another thing. This is why I have disaster fantasies. Yeah. Because this whole model of as soon as your life is really good and you have nothing to complain about, whammo. That's yeah. it. You get little housed. Yeah. Jenny, totally. I have, this is why we thought there were so many orphans all over. <laughs> And that being orphaned was a real possibility. Like we Orphans and, and quicksand. Don't get me wrong, guys. I know for some people in this country, being orphaned is a real thing. But it's not as widespread as we think it is. So I have some statistics. So the Children's Bureau at the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services published the fiscal year 2020 adoption and foster care analysis. Da, 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 da. Okay. The number of children in foster care, now this is foster care, so they're placed somewhere, decreased for the third consecutive year to an estimated 407,000 at the end of the year. The number of children waiting to be adopted also fell to 117,000. So what is that? What percentage of kids is that? I don't know, but there's a hundred. Oh, no, I have it. I have it. Hold on. Oh, no, it just says the decrease is one. Like, is 400,000 a lot compared to the population of kids in the U.S.? I don't or feel it like not? it is, right? I don't know. Pause. It doesn't feel like it, but. $73 million. Oh, so that's, that is a small number. It's a small amount. It really is, but. We thought that it was this huge amount, that there were just orphans everywhere. And I think, you know, at this time in history, there were. Maybe. Did you look that up? Because you didn't have foster care. You didn't have a social net. 
There was no social net for anything. And we know, like, we know during the Depression that when a family couldn't afford, like, sometimes they just got rid of their kids. They just turned them them loose. Mm -hmm. Or sold them. Or whatever they had to do. God, I wish mom and dad sold you. Okay. When you were rolling your eyes back on Easter, when you had your exorcism, I think that mom and dad should just been like, I'm selling this kid. I mean, I would have been the obvious one to sell because I could definitely get more money for me. <laughs> Whatever. All right, Jenny, why don't you tell everyone what's coming up next? <clears throat> so we're finishing out season seven with The Lost Ones Part Two. James and Cassandra go home with Charles and they adjust quickly with the Ingalls family and their new school. Just as they're beginning to thrive again, a pair of adoptive parents come along, but their ulterior motives may put the children in danger. Hmm. Okay. So hopefully by the time you hear this, I'm on my vacation. Yeah, hopefully. That I I made. Keep us posted. We'll be waiting with bated breath at the edge of our seats. Yeah, I know you will be. Well, let's just hope you're not involved in my vacation. I don't want to be involved in your vacation. (laughs) (laughs) I was honestly thinking about where to go, and the world is just so weird right now. I don't want to go anywhere. Then don't go anywhere. But I, I don't want to not take a vacation. This summer. Okay. So. Um, Having a month right. off work sounds like a vacation to me. But I used to have two months off and I used to be able to vacation leisurely. Okay. And now I cannot. Can we stop so. talking about this? Yeah. All right, guys. So thanks so much for listening. If you haven't already, check out our Patreon feed. You go to patreon.com slash This is why. Or it's in the show notes. Signing up gets us closer to Amy's Variety Hour, which I don't know what the fuck that's going to look like. Um, I think it'll be fun. There'll be a lot of shade thrown on Jenny. So if you're an Amy stan and not a Jenny stan, she is still looking for this goddamn bug. I know it's here. I'm insulting you like it's going out of style and you're just looking for the bug. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, join our Facebook group, Mimi Bees. So you're going to see some footage of this wreck in there. Oh, my God. I'm sorry for laughing, but it was hilarious. It's, you know what it is? It's the ridiculousness of it. That's funny. Not the parents. Couldn't they go around this hill somewhere? If, like, it's I not that they, big. It's not like they're on the edge of a mountain this range. I know they needed the parents dead, but, like, couldn't James and Cassandra just show up in Sleepy Eye and be like, our parents died on the trail? Did we have to do this? (laughs) I figured Michael Landon must just be reading these scripts and like jacking it while he's reading. He likes drama. Oh my god, this is so amazing! (laughs) Somebody got their hands on a special effects budget. (laughs) I know, seriously. All right, guys. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.